One time I had a guy, he was a relative of a girl that was working for us. And he asked me if he could take me to lunch. So I said, sure. A few days later, I met up with him at a restaurant. And like a lot of people, he explained how he wanted to rise out of the ashes and really make something of his life. I said, that's great. How much money do you want to make? He paused. He thought about it for a little while. Finally, he said, I just want to make enough to be comfortable, but not enough to be greedy. And I said, that's not enough, because if you're worried about being greedy, then you have no idea what you're going to do with the money. And consequently, you'll never have enough. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of Think Rich Radio. I'm your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it's great to have you with me for another week and another episode, wherever you are in your week when you finally get a chance to listen to this. I am uh, really excited about this episode because I think it's going to help a lot of you in a lot of ways as I was putting some notes together. It's one of those episodes that I think the time has come. Uh, There's been a lot of things that have kind of led to this point. I've called it, How Much Makes You Greedy? And it's an interesting question, isn't it? But before we get there, got a lot to talk about. Before we get there, uh, I want to make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, I want to thank all of you who've been joining me for my uh, Sunday Night Lives. It's been going really well. And I opened up a new email address for kind of a feedback loop. It's hello at jeremywhaley.com, hello at jeremywhaley.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, there's no junk mail going into that folder right now. And so it's brand new, and you can... Uh, just send me a message and let me know what you're thinking and maybe some topics that you'd like to talk about and all those kind of things. So just send me an email, hello at jeremywhaley.com, and I will look forward to communicating with you there. In addition to that, I want to go ahead and start teasing a new program I've got coming up called Designing Your Financial Fortress. This is a remake of a program I did many years ago at my previous business, and this is going to absolutely transform the way that you think about your personal finances and your money. You're going to want to participate in this program. And so some of you have been waiting. Some of you have been saying, well, I want to knock off my Think Rich 2020 first. If you have not gotten Think Rich 2020 out of the way, that's a great primer. It deals with psychology, deals with mindset. Go get Think Rich 2020 out of the way and get ready for the designing your financial fortress because that's going to be coming up here in just a couple of weeks and you're going to want to jump into that. And I think I may, may even do some live webinars to support that as well. So all of that is coming up. So stay tuned, pay attention. You're going to want to jump into all of that. Abundance. Is it really the thing that we should go after? Well, if you grew up in church like I did, then you may have heard people talking bad about wealthy people, saying things like it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get to heaven, or that money is the root of all kind of evil and stuff like that. You know, we hear people talking about this, and then they usually follow it with some sort of a proclamation that you better be careful. You don't want too much money or else it's like you're dancing with the devil. Bad stuff, you know? Why do we put all this negative stuff around money? Then what happens is people are afraid of having money, so they go the other way and they're focused on lack. Now they don't have enough of anything. And they're hoarding everything they got. You know, this isn't the way that I think we were created to live. It's not what nature reflects. Nature doesn't show us a lack of abundance. 
There's always more than enough in nature. You know, the earth, it provides everything that's needed for the birds in the air, the squirrels that are running through the park, the rabbits, the fishies in the lake. They all get what they need. There's plenty of water. There's plenty of food. There's no lack of birds. Maybe an abundance of people trying to make the bird's life more difficult. I don't know. But, you know, nature, it's, it's full of abundance. You know, if you believe the Bible, somewhere back there, it says you should be fruitful and multiply. Like you have a whole lot. Have a lot of kids. Doesn't say you just have enough kids to keep the family name going. No, it says have a bunch. That's what nature's supposed to do. Nature is the most amazing metaphor for humanity. What if we were to serve each other the way that nature serves us? Look at the universe. It never stops expanding. There's no lack. There's no limit. There's plenty of space. There's plenty of other planets. There's plenty of everything, right? I wonder... Maybe. Is nature trying to tell us something? What is it that we could learn about ourselves from nature? I opened up this episode relaying the story of a guy who wanted enough money, but not too much. Now, for some of you, that may sound ridiculous. For others of you... It kind of hits a little close to home, doesn't it? In fact, I used to say that myself. I had my own limiting beliefs about this stuff that I had to get over. You know, people, we're we're funny that way. We tend to think that if we have too much of something, then it's a moral detriment. Where do we get this idea? I want enough, but not too much. Have you ever had a fruit tree? I love fruit trees. When I was a kid, we, we had them everywhere in our yard. And I used to climb to the top of this one particular pear tree, And I'd sit up in this tree for hours, just picking pears and eating them right off the tree. Just sit there and pluck a pear and eat it. It was so incredible. The fresh, ripe fruit and all of that natural sugar was great. And then we had these cherry trees and these peach trees. And as a kid, I could never get enough. I could never get enough cherries, never get enough peaches, none of it. But once a year, something happened. My grandfather would come through and he would pick all of the fruit off the trees and he'd take it inside. Then my grandmother, she'd make some cherry pies and she'd freeze some cherries. Then she'd make some peach pies and she'd freeze some of the peaches and she'd start calling everybody and saying, hey, I have some pies. Anybody want a pie? People from all over would start coming, showing up. Get Grandma Agnes's pies. A couple years ago, I had a student. He found out that my wife loves avocados and he said, check your mail. I'm going to send you some avocados. I have more than I can ever eat. What about you? Would you do the same kind of thing? I think you would. I think most people would. You see, some of us were taught that all of mankind is inherently bad. And I just don't know if that's true. I mean, I've seen too many good people out there. In fact, most of the people I meet are good. Sure, there's a few rotten ones, but most of them are pretty good. The problem with the rotten ones is they, you know, they kind of get around a lot and spread their disease of grumpiness and all that other junk they got. But most people I meet, if they had an extra apple, they might just give it to you for free. So here's my question for you. Would there ever be a time when too much harvest from your fruit tree would make you greedy? Probably not. So why would you be worried about having too much money?
What about love? Could we have too much love? When my first son was born, I had no idea what to do with this thing, this little blob. I was afraid I was going to drop and break him. Then, of course, I had learned how to take care of the little guy. And a couple years later, we had another son. And this time, I had different fears this time. This time, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to love him as much as I loved my first son. I remember thinking, what if I don't like him? What if he's not as much fun or something? And I actually had this very real fear that I would not have enough love. Then he was born, and in this magical, inexplicable way, I just had more love. It's like it never ended. I didn't have to go make more love. It just happened. Then when my daughter was born, the same thing happened. And I'm so blessed because I have so many people in my life that I love so deeply with everything inside of me. And I don't want to lose any of them. I mean, if a single one of them were missing, I would just have a hole in my heart. It was so big, I could never, ever feel it. It's because love is infinite. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my parents. I have friends I love. I have clients. I have customers that I've truly grown to love. And yet, I've never come even close to reaching the end of my capacity for love. How is that? How much love is too much? You know, people get this idea that that money is finite, that there's an end to it, that it runs out. And if they get too much, then other people are going to go without. But where'd this idea come from? You know, it's estimated there's over $800 trillion worth of what we call collateralized assets on the planet. That's homes, office buildings, etc. All the stuff that the banks make, make loans for. There's over $800 trillion worth of that stuff. There's only 8 billion people on the planet. Now, you can figure out the math yourself, but I'm going to guess that there's enough money to go around, right? Plus, we live in this age of fiat currency. Our money supply expands as we need. There is no end to our money supply. So how much is too much? How do you know when you're greedy? You know, there is not an amount of money that's going to make you greedy. That number just doesn't exist. Greed isn't even about money. I mean, greed's a state of the soul. It's a spiritual state. You either are greedy or you're not greedy. You either would share your fruit harvest or you wouldn't. But there's not a certain amount of money that just suddenly makes you greedy. Moreover, I don't know, I'm just going to guess here. I bet the more money that you have, the more generous you become. What do you think? If I gave you just enough money to survive, would you be generous? But what if I gave you a hundred times what you needed to survive? Would you be generous then? You know, you can't outgive God. You can't outgrow the universe. It's set up in such a way that it rewards abundance. The more you give, the more you keep getting. That's the secret. work with people from every walk of life, but the common trait that we all want is more. So how do we get more? Jim Rohn once said to me, he said, Jeremy, you get paid for the value you bring. Value, what is that? You know, giving doesn't necessarily mean you're giving money. Giving means that we're providing value. It's called service. See, if I launch a business and I'm sharing with people what I've learned about doing business and 
growing an online business and how to build a mailing list and a following and how to create some products and how to sell those products. And if I put that out there and provide a, you know, a really exceptional value to people, would it be okay if I let them pay me a little bit? The answer is yes, of course. Of course they should pay for it. In fact, if I don't let them pay me, they may not think it's worth very much and they probably aren't going to take it very seriously. Well, what if I apply that to every business I own? What if we change the proposition of business from how can I sell more to how can I serve more? Is there a limit to how much one business could serve? Maybe you've heard it said, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have everything you want. It's true. So what if we stop? Stop worrying about how much money you're going to make. Stop worrying if you're making too much or just enough. Stop worrying if you're a greedy schmuck or a generous enough person. You know, what if your entire value proposition is to find a marketplace and serve it at such an incredibly high level that they have to pay you just because you're meeting their needs so much. And if you serve 10 like that, could you serve 100? If you serve 100, could you serve 1,000? Could you serve even more? And what if they did the same? What if they served at an incredibly high level and they started to spread their service as well and maybe they got paid as well. Maybe everybody starts making more money. On a planet of 8 billion people, could we find just a handful to touch and to serve and to maybe earn a little extra money? Maybe we serve enough others and Jane buys from me and maybe I buy from Jane and we both buy from John and we all buy from Mary and it turns out Mary bought from me too. Could we all do that? You see, this is how the economy is supposed to work. This is the heartbeat of capitalism. This is what it really is about. We get paid for the value that we bring or better said, we get paid for the level of service that we provide. I asked how much is too much love? How about service? How much is too much service? Is it possible to serve too much? And what if, what if we're getting rewarded for our service monetarily? That's what business is. I'm certain if you've been listening to the show very long, you've heard me talk about limiting beliefs. There are these little stories that we tell ourselves that we believe to be true, but these stories, these beliefs, they... They aren't necessarily true. Somebody says, I want enough money, but not enough to be greedy. So I asked the question, what would you have to believe? What would you have to believe in order to have enough money to be greedy? Well, in order to have enough money to be greedy, I would have to believe that I actually can have too much money. I'd have to believe that I actually can have enough to be greedy. And then I would have to believe that there's a limit to the amount of money in the world. In order to believe that I could be greedy, I'd have to believe that by me having more money, I'm forcing someone else to have too little. I'd have to believe that the more I serve people in an unbelievable way, the less I deserve to be rewarded. And I'd have to believe that the character of the man I am deep down is actually a greedy man rather than one who serves my customers. I'd have to believe that I could actually be a greedy schmuck, even though it's completely not part of my character. You see, it takes a lot of work to actually be greedy. Why in the world would anybody worry about having so much 
that they're greedy. To the contrary, when a person gets focused on serving, providing value in their business in a way that solves real problems, solves real pain, that person has a duty to share. Imagine a doctor finds a cure for some sort of a deadly disease. Should he just keep it hidden or should he share it? Of course he should share it. He has a moral obligation to share it. I mean, there's lives that can be saved. And as he saves lives, he should save as many as he can. There's no limit because each of those lives that are saved, well, they have value to turn around and offer to their neighbor, to their friend, to their family members, to their following on social media. As they tell their story and they share their own gifts, the lives that they touch, they're going to be changed as well. So, of course, the doctor must save the life, must save as many lives as possible because, well, the world needs it. And, of course, in the process, he deserves to be paid. He provided an incredible value to the world. You are the exact same way. We all are. Whoever planted this lie that our human lives are just these evolved primates that serve no purpose other than procreation, well, those are lies that came from a place of lack. The truth is, each of us have something unbelievably valuable to offer and limitless to offer. And the more we get to focus off of our own problems and we start to help others, the more we serve. And the more we serve, the more it starts to come back. Because there's no limit. There's no limit to what you can offer. There's no limit to the love you can give, to the service that you can give. If you're a musician, there's no limit to the music that you can make. You're a doctor, there's no limit to the care that you can give. Whatever your thing is, there's no limit to what you do because it's inherent to you. The universe has no limits. And it did not make us to be limited. There can never be too much fruit. There can never be too much love. There can never be too much service to others. There can never be too much money. After all, how else are you going to afford to buy those fruit trees? Hey folks, thanks for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I have this sense that this particular episode is really going to connect with a lot of you. If you've been struggling with this issue, this these internal battles of, I want this, but I'm afraid of that. Look, you need to let go of those things. And I want to help you as much as I can. My program, Think Rich 2020, there's an entire section on fear and letting go of some of these things. I would really encourage you to work through that. But if there's something else, send me an email. Hello at jeremywhaley.com. Hello at jeremywhaley.com. And let me see if I can work it into a podcast or one of my Sunday night live meetings or something so that I can offer you some help and some direction. Because the truth is, you were created to live an extraordinary life. And if you're not living that life that you were created to live, then there's something that's blocking it. And we want to get those things unblocked so that you can flow freely and you can contribute to the world in the way that you were created to contribute. All right. So uh, let me know. Reach out. Hello at jeremywhaley.com. Hello at jeremywhaley.com. Let me know what you've been struggling with and how I can help you. And uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, hey, listen, hope you love the podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google or wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts 
Get yourself subscribed. Tell your friends, tell your family, your neighbors, your coworkers. Tell everybody you can about the message of Think Rich Radio because we have one mission here, and that is to help individuals like yourself overcome limitations surrounding money, surrounding wealth, and all these things that we were conditioned to believe as children and in our lives growing up. But the truth is, that's not what we were made to experience. Here's what I believe. I believe that you were created to experience more, to live more, to do more, to have more, to be more. And the only thing that stands between you and everything that you were created to do and to experience are the, the actions you take and the stories that we choose to believe. So what we do here is we unravel a lot of these stories. We get rid of some of these limiting beliefs. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks again for listening. And as I always say, you were created to be extraordinary. Receive it, believe it, live extraordinary. Extraordinary.